Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. One day I'm going to sing. Technical. When I come in, that was just that was nice. Oh, oh this morning we've had. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, because we've had so much technical stuff this morning. I yeah. thought, you know, I said maybe if I sing, that'll make put some other en- energy out. But <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> we need all the positive vibes we can get these days. Yes, so. right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. 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 And amen. So. Yep. So, yeah, so we have another wonderful guest, and I, I'm excited about this guest because he doesn't know, and I didn't say this in our as we were figuring out our technical, but I'm a big fan of his. I didn't want him to get a big head before we got started, but he's going to get a big head in a minute. But before we do that, <laughs> before we do that, um, before we get into the interview, you have a music tip. Yep, and um, it's, okay. uh, I'm proud to announce that I have another course going up on Udemy. And it'll be up mm-hmm. hopefully by the end of this. Well, actually, they have to review. I was, it'll be up for me. I'll put it up by the end of this week. But they'll they have a review process, and you know they got checked stuff out. But hopefully, it'll be available. Um, you know, by the end of next week, out or middle of next week. Mm. So, and it's a course on music theory. Um, it's actually okay. part one of a three part course. So. Um, that I split it up because I wanted people at different levels to be able to take the course that they need to take. Not, not, you know, if they want to take the full thing, that's fine. But some people might mm-hmm. already know one piece of information and so they'll just skip one other course. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, uh, it'll be available within the, probably by, you know, first week, second week of June, all the courses will be up. So I'll put a link to it. Nice, nice, nice. So yes, this is we've been talking about this as a season of development too. It's a really good time to sit down and develop either your business or your craft or all of that. So yep. you are you are so good with the course stuff. Of course, I'm still lame and behind with my <laughs> course. <laughs> well, but that's okay. I'm working on something else right now. Yeah. I know. Good grief. Good gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, good. That's a good tip. Thank you. We look forward to uh having that and digging in. Yeah. So All kinds of resources. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. 
Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month and includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use our promo code MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year. Yeah, so so our guest, um, we always try, we, we're, in our podcast, we've been trying very hard to expose our listeners to a nice, um, I don't know, just a lot of variety in terms of artists and, and people in the industry. And so I know for the past few weeks, we've been, we've been interviewing some kind of like legendary people kind of recently, which has been, you know, I mean, from Melba Moore and... Shirley Jones, and I mean, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of newer artists that you know are you know have futures of of going there, and so we always want to make sure that, or even artists maybe that've been in the game for a, a while, but maybe you know our listeners haven't heard maybe as much, and so we try to expose a nice variety, and I think this is one of those artists and I'm, we always let our guests tell their story, tell a little bit, you know, more, I'm not going to read the bio as usual, but I will say this, um, anecdotally, um, when I was working on my, um, album, my own skin, I started working on that in 2013. And so our guest, I believe he released, um, a project in 2013 and he had a single out. Um, is it called, I see, I don't want to mess up the name of the song. Hold on, hold on. Cause I, cause I was calling it something else. Let me, cause I got my notes. Cause I was like, I think I'm calling this song wrong. Okay. Love will find a way. And I loved this song, whatever it would come on. I would always hear it on Sirius XM. And I was always like, God, this song is good. It just makes me feel right. And it honestly, when I realized that he was an artist, an independent artist, really kind of coming up, it inspired me because I was working on my stuff and I was like, you know, I want my song to play on heart and soul. Like I want like just a feel good. And I would hear that song all the time. And it just, it, it actually was very inspirational because I knew that he, you know, was really kind of doing this. Um, he was emerging. And so it's really kind of cool how worlds, how circles happen and we're able to connect. So I'd like to, now I'm going to make sure I'm pronouncing his last name right. And I should have said, I'm going to say it the way you traditionally say the spelling of this, but I want to welcome Brad Marquis. Am I saying that right, Brad? <laughs> you absolutely are. Okay. Okay, Brad. Yay. And I, I appreciate that. <laughs> welcome. 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 Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank absolutely. you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it was great. We um, were able to interview um, your publicist, Fiona Bloom, and she's like, you know, I think, I think maybe, you know, I think maybe I should tell Brad about this. I'm like, I would love that. So I'm glad we were able to coordinate it. Uh, you didn't put that accent on there. You know, you got to make sure to give her that, that uh, British accent. Uh-oh, I should have said it. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> and see... I, you know what? I don't want to mess it up. I'll start sounding corny. So how, how can I say that? No, I'm not going to do it. See, now you got me thinking. How can I talk? With, how can I talk? With, with an accent. There we go. Now I'm thinking about it too much. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, so yes, if you could just let our audience know, those who are familiar with you are going to already know, you know, what you do, but those who are not, if you could just let them know um, what type of music you do, what type of artist you are. 
And then give us, um, maybe tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to music. Um, well, I'm an R&B soul inspirational artist. Um, Brad Marquis, Brad with two Ds for those of, who may not know that, you know, my mom gave me that name. <laughs> um, just, you know, like many soul artists, I started singing in the church, you know, when I was a kid, four or five years old. And um, probably early 90s, I heard uh, Father MC and Jodeci's treat them like they want to be treated. And ever mm. since then, I wanted to make music. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but, That's, they they you will know, inspire caught, you. Got, they, they inspire, you know, late, great Andre Harrell and Uptown with Heavy D and, and Mary J and um, uh, Jodeci and, you know, all those artists into Bad Boy and like all that era, that early 90s, mid 90s made me want to create music. So, you know, once I got to college and, and things kind of snowballed, I did a few talent shows and things kind of just, you know, started to happen for me. People started seeking me and I started just plopping down in the studios and um, started writing songs and you know when we got to the the mid I mean like the early 2000s you know I moved to New York well about 2006 2007 I moved to New York and um, put out my first album in 2007 called Finding My Way and it had a hit single on there called, uh, titled Radio which got picked up by K Slay um, and he started spinning it on his drama hour and he put it in all his mixtapes and his mixtapes was still was still going hard and and it went all the way around the world, you know, music choice and everybody picked it up. And, and from there, it's just, you know, kind of things kind of snowballed. It's been a roller coaster because the industry's changed about three or four times. And, mm-hmm. you know, how you get yourself out there and, and, you know, how you, you know, promote yourself and make money. Like I said, things, it just changed again with this COVID. So, you know, we're, uh, we're you know, it's just been an up and down roller coaster, but I've been blessed. I've had a lot of wonderful people support me over the years. George Little John from Purpose, mm-hmm. uh, E1, um, Nia Distribution, all that, you know, they've supported me for a while. And um, actually they were the ones who released my third album with title Thank You. And mm-hmm. that was the album that had the song Love Will Find A Way on it. And, you know, I went from local, you know, tri-state area to the world now, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and that's where we're yeah. going. We're just continue to move forward yeah so i was listening to the to this uh, actually i was reading the the soul tracks interview and i was i saw that you had that uh that success uh with that song radio and i was wondering what you did at that moment when when you got uh that notoriety um to capitalize off of that momentum because a lot of artists don't take advantage or don't know how to take advantage of of a situation like that when they, they get a, a big break and, you know, they get, get this opportunity, um, you know, you have to sort of meet that moment. And what, what did you do? And then also if looking back, what what more did you think that you could have done to uh, to take care, to help help build your momentum? <laughs> That's a, that, that is a great question. It is a good That's question. A question. <laughs> um, um, actually, I think I, I honestly, I believe I've missed the moment. I missed mm. the moment. I I, did, I do not believe I capitalized on that moment as much as I should or could have because mm-hmm. I had just re- literally moved to New York. When everything happened so fast. Everything happened within six months of me moving to New York. I was Before that, I was working as a, a social worker and in a, um, uh, in a, um, for the county. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, things happened with my relationship and it, it didn't go right. 
And I decided, you know what, I want to do what I want to do, you know, and I quit my job, took out my pension, subleased my home, I sold my car, grabbed all my clothes, moved to New York to live with my producer. Um, and we started, you know, we had been working on the project. So, but, you know, we went pedal to the metal and, you know, I got a few um, interests from record labels. So I'm sitting down record labels and, you know, I'm walking at record labels. Everybody's looking at me like Brad Marquis, who? Well, at that time it was, I just, I just walked out of, you know, a nine to five, you know, I hadn't built any type of buzz, anything, but I knew people who could, you know, introduce me to, you know, record execs and what have you. So I'm sitting in, had a couple of interviews and it didn't go too well. So I was like, okay, I was determined never to hear Brad Marquis who again. So I just started, you know, beating the streets of New York, performing everywhere, anywhere, everybody's show, you know, and that's how I got, uh, the attention in K Slate because I started just I started winning all the talent shows and all the contests I was winning them all and I was bringing you know crowds and crowds and crowds of people to the point where they would just start calling me up and asking me to come because they knew if I came forty people fifty people were coming and it was and that was twenty dollars per person so it was right. like okay let's get Brad in here you know and so once I started winning K Slate picked up on it and you know he started pushing my my music out there. Um, and I worked, you know, he wanted to sign me. There was a few different situations that wanted to sign me, but, um, I shied away from like, uh, you know, he wanted one murder Inc was another one. Um, I ended up going with, um, uh, uh Chris Smith management that was with Tamia and, mm. and, um, Andy, uh, not Andy Ari, but, um, uh, Nelly Furtado. Uh, and I ended up getting on tour with Tamia for a couple of years. You know, NDRE, Jaheem, Blue Magic, a whole, you know, a slew of different artists. But I felt like radio, like radio was on music choice. It was getting played everywhere. But people knew the song, but they didn't know me. Right. They didn't know my name. Right. You know, and everybody was gravitating to the song. But I was, you know, in the background as far as mm. Brad Marquis. And so I didn't, I don't believe, you know, even when I sat in the meetings, I didn't play radio in the meetings, like listening to some of my, the advice of the people who brought me there. They, I allowed them to choose songs that they thought that their um, contemporaries would like, you know, and, and put them in order. But radio was a song that took off. And I remember sitting, I just remember kicking myself because mm. radio was a song I did not play wow. in the meetings, mm. Mm. you know, and that was a song right. that put right. me on the map, mm. you know? So, but I don't, I do not, I, you know, take nothing away from what happened because a lot of the situations I would have worked with didn't work out. You know, looking back 2020 hindsight, those situations fell apart. You know, so it was God protecting me from things, you know, from getting tied up in the bad situations. Mm -hmm. But I truly do believe I probably could have done more had I known more. You know, had I had a, you know, a lawyer or a manager or, or individuals who had been in the business for a while who could give me good advice and mentor me down the road. You know, I think I definitely believe I could have taken advantage of it. You know, I, I came into it with a nine to five, you know, working for somebody kind of mind frame. It wasn't the entrepreneur, you know, uh, you know, it was all new and exciting to me. So I was looking at it from a, a lot of naivety it was I had at that time. I love that honesty. Oh. That was a really good question. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I thought about it last night. I was like, yeah, I, I, it actually just came out of the blue. I think it was ordained to be asked because somebody need to hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know my worth. You know, I was right. I didn't know my worth at that time. I didn't know right. my power at that time. You know, every, right. you know, I remember walking down the streets and everybody, Brad Marquis Radio, you know, and 
And a, mm. on a side note, what I didn't say is I ended up getting on 106 and Park and I ended up winning Soul Singer of the Year mm. on 106 and Park in mm. 2007. Wow. You know, so, so it was, it's a lot of things. And this was all within, it, it hadn't even been a year since I left my job yet. This has all happened so fast within mm-hmm. the first year. Mm. I love that you, thank you for that honesty and transparency because, you know, this is, this is why we do this podcast is because so many people believe there's this one way to do it and don't, and they just see what they see as a star or whatever. And they don't understand the backstory and they don't understand. I mean, I think you just told something that shows how it moves so fast that you missed you know, you missed what you could have maybe done to capitalize things more. And I think that people want things to move really fast, thinking that's what's going to give you more. But that that fast movement can, in fact, harm you. And so, you know, jump into step 20 and, and, and you know, maybe not really understanding. So that's, I, I appreciate that. I have a question. So what, what, how did you begin to develop yourself then so that you could learn what you needed to learn? What kind of steps did you um, take? Well, just seeking, just seeking good counsel, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened after that is, you know, being on the, the tour with Tamia, um, I was also on there with Gordon Chambers, you know, my manager, uh, Nolan Baines at the time. You know, they were good counsel. You know, they, they you know, taught me a lot about the game and how, the in, especially the indie game, because that's where everything was kind of migrating to. Mm-hmm. You know, Napster had come in and the internet had come in and, you know, CDs were, you know, that's when CDs, you know, they were still relevant there, but they were starting to make their way out and the industry was changing again. Um, and people weren't getting signed as frequently as they, they used to. And so that's when I got, a, you know, indoctrinated into the indie circuit and I started to make my way, door, you know, through the indie circuit, you know, and I got a lot of good, I guess, George Littlejohn, uh, he was, he's my, men, you know, he's a good mentor, friend of mine. And he, has been counseling me for years, even before we started working together. I think he started counseling me in 2008, mentoring me in 2008. And uh, we didn't start working together until 2013. Mm. You know, but he, but there was a lot of individuals. Um, Detrell, uh, Howell, she actually was my publicist for a little bit. And she introduced me to the, the circuit. And she actually booked a lot of shows for me. Mm-hmm. And I traveled myself in V, uh, Valvin Rome. We actually, uh, us three actually traveled up and down the East Coast performing and just introducing ourselves to the circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of how everything just started really cementing my, how I started cementing myself within the, the indie, you know, soul circuit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and the fact that you mentioned with, we need to get George Littlejohn on the podcast. I need to re- reach out to George because he's, he's done so much amazing mentoring um, for everybody. Yes, for everybody. <laughs> and, is, and is always mentoring. Even when he's just talking, he's still mentoring. Like, that's just who he is. And um, and just showing that that was a relationship that you had to build before it really, you know, you, you said it was like a five-year kind of gap or whatever. And um, I just want to highlight that because that's something that we really emphasize on the podcast is that you know, learning and development is a process and it's, it's building relationship and it's experiencing and it's stumbling yep. and it's, it's all of those things. So yeah, go ahead. Will. It's a brick by brick thing. It's a brick by brick thing, you know, and once you take the time limit off of it, you know, then you can allow yourself to enjoy it and, and pay attention to the details. <laughs> you, right. know, you can actually slow down 
and see right. what's happening around you and, and be able to maximize what's, you know, what, what's in front of you right now, as opposed to what was or what you hope to be like, no, because if you don't manage right now, then tomorrow may not be what you need it to be. Yep. Yes. The truth. Yeah. I, right. I wanted to, right. uh, I want to stay pre COVID. <laughs> so, <'cause I> wanna, <laughs> Everything is um, pre and post COVID now. Pre COVID. Cause I, I want, yeah. I, I want to, um, cause, cause we'll talk about that in a second. But I, I want, because um, I really do think that things are going to come uh, back similar to what it was before. It's going to be different, but it's going to be because that, that's all the only model that we have to work from. So, mm-hmm. um, but I want people to uh, to get a scope of what uh, of how you got your business um, structured at when once you finally uh, realized that this is you know this is sort of my path. This is my path, and this is how I'm going to make a living and make money. Um, how, how did you set your, your business up? And, um, I guess did, did you, well, did you bring other people in, into the, the team and, you know, how, how did you go about doing that? Well, uh, first I'm going to say, um, don't quit your day job. Right. Don't quit your day job until, you know, your, your, your passion can, you know, equal out or, or more or less double what you're actually making at your day job, you know? And, and that was one of the things that I wish I had, you know, done more of, you know, cause you get, you, as an indie artist or an artist period, especially now you need to be able to support your dream. You need to be, you know, and you want to live somewhat comfortably. You don't want to decide, okay, do I invest in my CD or do I pay my rent? Like you don't want that decision. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You want your rent to be paid and you'd be able to invest in, invest in your project, you know? So that's one. Um, but what I had to do is uh, the first, one of the first things I did was I, I wrote a business plan. Um, I ended up writing a, a 24 page, 25 page business plan that netted me about $20,000 from investors. Um, I had, I come, came up with a, a marketing plan, you know, for the whole project. Um, and that ended up allowing me to get top tens on iTunes and Apple music and stuff like that. Like, you know, they, they look for things like that. You know, I was able to afford a radio promoter and uh, George came on. Um, as my distributor. So absolutely, uh, I expanded the team and everybody else was kind of uh, just independent vendors that I hired to do whatever I needed to do as far as graphic design or, you know, uh, um, you know, engineering, whatever I need to do. And obviously mm-hmm. I picked up a couple of bands um, to be able to perform with me whenever, however, I stuck with one band. So we didn't have to initially I had one band um, and I stuck with them, you know, for the duration of a few years just because so that would eliminate the, the rehearsal time and money spent and we can actually really create a cohesive sound and, and show, you know, for everybody mm-hmm. to see. So, you know, if you get, pick up this, you know, have different instrumentalists, you know, musicians here and there, then, you know, it's always going to sound different. You got to reteach it all the time. You got to spend a lot of time paying for, uh, you know, rehearsal space and paying them to rehearse things of that nature. So I just, you know, solidified a, a top five and every show I use the same group, you know, and, you know, then I, I have my keyboardist for the acoustic ones and things of that nature, but definitely had a team and it all, you know, started with, you know, mapping, mapping out my plan, you know, and all this happened before I even had a team. I put the business plan together, market plan, all that together before I had a team, which allowed mm-hmm. me to get a team, right. you know, because, um, right. with, you know, going back to one of my investors, 
you know, I was with her not too long ago, a couple months ago, and she was, uh, you know, and I asked her, I never asked her, I was like, why did you choose to invest in me? All the musicians and the artists that you knew, well, why choose me? She was like, Brad, because you had a plan. <laughs> She's like, nobody else had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> she's like you're the only she's like you're the only artist i knew that had actually had a plan yeah right yes yeah. and so I hope my it, students are hearing this <laughs> i'm so hope they're hearing this your students you know, and, the, it, it and was this artist yeah can i say because my second album i didn't have a plan and that's yeah. why i made sure to have one for my third album my second album i didn't think past the first video and then i was scrambling around trying to figure out other ways of marketing and promoting that project so before I even hit the ground, you know, after I got the songs done, before I even went anywhere with those songs, I made sure to have, you know, the vision for a three-year vision of how, mm. what, how and what we were going to do. And, you know, you add to it or take away, but you, you have a foundation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is, this is exactly my course. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that's, that's why I'm saying I hope my students are hearing because I actually do have a business plan. They write an executive summary for a business plan in my, my course and I set them up and show them how to go about doing it. But this, this, I'll actually probably throw this podcast on the, uh, the course for them to list. They must listen to. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, and I, I think you may be one of very, very few artists guests that we've had on the podcast who have, you know, said I had an actual plan and, you know, the fact that that tied you into an investor, um, I'm, you know, and so many people ask, and you know, how do I get this and how? And it's like, you got to have, they, people got to, they can believe in your music and your gift, but a plan can really put some objectivity to some stuff, you know, and, and really back you. Um, so, yeah. No, that's yeah. Well, really, it's, it's, really if you have, uh, if you are trying to invest in something, if, if people out there are doing day trading or they're investing and they're looking at companies with stocks, you got to have a balance sheet. You got to have all the information for people right. who want to even invest in you. So, uh, so especially for folks who don't even do what you do, just because they don't do yeah. it doesn't mean they don't want to invest in it. Especially if they can, especially if they can see some type of return on it, or they, maybe they have a passion for it, but they just don't have the gift for it, right. you know, and they want to see someone else, grow with it but they want to know that their money is going to be spent you know going to be utilized properly and not just you know spent on jewelry or whatever the case may be you know so and that's i I don't even know if my investor read the whole plan but he was just (laughs) excited that i even had one the fact that you (laughs) had one exactly that i had one well can i ask how did you how did how did you have that relationship with the investor because that's also another common question is how do we find these investors or how do we find people that we can approach about investing I am a strong component of build it and they will come. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't anybody I actually knew. You know, it was being in the right place at the right time, knowing people, talking. I mean, I, I think I held my investor off for about two or three months. He wanted to listen to music. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I, I really, you know, I was just pushing them off and, you know, creating, you know, in indirectly creating anticipation because I really just, you know, I wasn't sold on, on, um, him investing. I thought he was just blowing smoke, mm. you know, until he put his money where his mouth was. And then I was like, okay, you know, mm. you know, he, he gave, you know, he ended up giving me, I think 5,000 up front to help me get the album mixed and mastered and things of that nature. And then mm. we just kind of picked it up and, and rolled from there. But it wasn't, you know, again, I, I'm a firm believer is do the work. And then, you know, those, those individuals or those situations 
you know, will come along to, to push you to the next level. You know, even if you don't know, it's like if you, but if you don't have the work done, if somebody comes along, you're not ready. You just, you have to be ready. Right. 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 Yep. How did you know that this was the right investor? How did I know? Yes. Um, his enthusiasm for my music, myself, my, you know, his, his, um, uh, understanding of my plan. You know, we, we had a light, we were like-minded in, in how we moved as individuals, you know, and he had a lot of, uh, he had a, a large network. He had, he had a lot of connections um, and he was able to put me in position, you know, not only financially, but, you know, through his work, he was able to put me in positions to be seen and heard and, and to build my brand as well. So it wasn't just about the money. Like sometimes people right. have money and they want influence, but they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what they're doing, so they and they can sink they can sink your ship, and you end up owing money to them. Yes. You know, so you yes. just have you you have to know who you're dealing with. You know, are you an investor? Or are you somebody who can manage it and, and grow the brand? If you're just mm. an investor, then you invest it and you get a return on investment. If you can do other things and help grow the brand, then you know that's a whole different conversation. But you got to know who you're who you're dealing with. You know, right. and not just run after the money because, like I said, you, he can sink you wanting to have you know creative input and, and direction on where, on your career and then he'll sink you and you still owe him money he can walk away scot-free and you still owe him money right. so those situations you want to stay away from right you know not all money is good money ah uh-huh. yeah. yes say that yeah yeah no this is really helpful really helpful well, now I guess we can kind of forward to present day and no more pre-COVID. <laughs> I guess we now say just COVID. Um, so, yeah. So how are you? There's so many questions I want to ask related to COVID, but I'll, I'll just start with um, what are you doing during this time of COVID? Um, and, you know, how if at all things have changed for you now that we're, we're in this space? Well, obviously everything's changed. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, but uh, what I've done, actually I, before COVID even hit, I had uh, planned on releasing a single, which I put out, it's called No War, and mm-hmm. it's available everywhere. And it's pretty much speaking to the conditions and what we see every single day on social media, you know, throughout the media, you know, television, and, uh, you know, with the police brutality and, and, you know, just the conditions of the conditions of the world right now, point blank period. And song speaks to all of that. So that was planned. That was, that's been planned for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we released it maybe two months ago. I don't know how long, maybe a month, two months ago, we put it out. Mm-hmm. And just finding ways of, of um, just getting it, you know, finding ways of promoting it, finding mm-hmm. ways of, um, you know, just getting it to the world. And just, especially now in COVID where, you know, can't really shoot a music video a lot of things that you would have done to promote it you can't mm-hmm. do but i don't think that's a bad thing but kind of covid has kind of leveled the playing field yeah you know yeah. everybody ha- almost everybody has the same type of tools so nobody's you know everybody promoting or doing interviews on instagram or facebook using their cell phones you know everybody's creating videos or things of that nature with their cell phones or with their whatever tools they have at their disposal so it's taken, you know, just to throw it out there, maybe someone like Usher, who would have had billion-dollar budgets to shoot things, he has to scale way back, you know. Yep. So now, right. so now everything is kind of on the same level, and everybody has to use the same spaces in order to connect with one another, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 helps in some in some ways, 
you know, and it's forcing some of us to be more creative than others. Um, I think I read something the other day. Some artists are pushing back projects. Other artists are finding ways to be productive in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, they, nothing, neither one is right or wrong. But, you know, if you can be creative and maximize in this space, you know, who knows where you can end up after it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what I was saying. The last uh, is a music tip. Before it was just this, this, this has leveled the playing field for everybody, and 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 now is the time to take advantage of it because now now you can actually be heard, you know, amongst the whole high, high level, quote unquote, high level artists, and you can be on that same level. So yeah, right, you're, you're seeing the same thing. Right, yeah. right. So it's an opportunity. It's a, it's an opportunity. You know, reinvent you yourself. Go. And, you know, I'm, I'm more curious to see who people are going to be after COVID, you know, because right. everything's been stripped away from us. You know, so what you're picking up is intentional. You know, a lot of us, we're, we're, we're caught in that rat race, making money, going to work, getting up, da 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 Everything was broken down. Everything was taken away. So what people are picking up now is intentional, mm-hmm. more intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been it's it I'm I'm with you. I'm curious to see, you know, are people going to take these lessons and you know, incorporate them, you know, and integrate. I don't I don't think we're going to be forced. I I mean, I don't think that, you know, I don't think it's a matter of and I think we all kind of know this. It's not a matter of becoming back to, you know, pre-COVID. There's just you know, now we've created a completely different way of feeding our audience. You know, our audience now knows they can just jump on Instagram at night and DJ, you know, D-Nice is going to hook me up. I mean, he's got merch. You can get a right. D-Nice t-shirt. You can, I mean, so, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the way that right. now, right. yeah, the way that audiences and, and fans and supporters have now are, are, are being indoctrined now into receiving entertainment is different. And um, it's, it's different. Yeah. 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 So it's going to force you know, our hand to deliver it. Yeah, with everything yeah. being stopped, what people pick up, are you going to, is it going to be positivity? Is it going to be selfish? Is it going to be, you know, negative? Like, what is it going to, what are people, you know, who are you? Mm, and I think right. that's being more and more right. revealed in this. Cause right now, like I said, everything is intentional now. It's not like, you know, Oh, I slipped in, you know, I've been working trying to keep up with the bills and, and, you know, mm-hmm. so you're stuck in that rat race. Now that that's been taken away from you, Mm-hmm. You know, yep. do you go back to that post COVID or do you continue the life that you really, really want? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. It's it's all really fascinating. I mean, there's there's a lot of really difficult things that are being revealed. And, you know, because we are in a stillness, we can um, we can't tune out as as easily as I think we were, you know, like you said, with the rat race, we you, you're 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 forced that mirror and all of that's being right in your face. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I'm glad that you are still doing what you are doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I would I would love for your, you. You've said so many wonderful things, Brad, really. I, I think that um, in a very succinct way. And I really hope that our audience because we have a, a big audience of artists I'm, I'm we're getting more and more messages of like oh my god that was so helpful and i haven't even told yeah. you will this i've been getting people like can you start doing master classes with some of these guests because you know i had, okay. I had two people well. yeah who asked because they were like i want to learn more because this is really really this is this is the information that so many people just don't they don't receive so i appreciate that and i would love for people yeah. to be able yeah to hear and follow and you know all of that so well, if we do that we need brad 
I know. I know. You're writing business plans. You got to teach everybody how to do a business plan. <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking about that because the end of my business plan where I ended off was, was exactly where Eric Roberson is right now. Um, if you know, he has his um, um, subscription-based service, mm-hmm. you know, where people can sign up to his and, and you know, get, you know, free music or this, that, the other, or connect with him, you know, mm-hmm. on his own personal platforms. So mm-hmm. everything is controlled in-house. That's exactly mm-hmm. where my business plan ended up. But, and I'm not going to say I took, I ain't taking credit for that because I got it for Prince. He did that in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, we've been talking. I've been pushing this a lot for artists. And, and actually, we had Eric on the podcast and he talked about it. And it was from there that I was like, all right, Eric, you said it. So we all going, you know, do this. Because, and now here we are. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a really, really strong way to keep having some level of revenue going without being at the revenue mercy. Revenue and control of content. Yes. Because it's all content driven. Everything's content driven. And yes. so, you know, if you're outsourcing, outsourcing, you're, give, you're putting your... Uh, content on third-party, you know, websites, things of that nature. That's good for for building a new audience. But once that audience comes to you, they want to connect directly with you. Right. So you have to, you know, and for me, that's not the most comfortable thing, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm having to find my way of doing it that is comfortable. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but and the that, audience, yeah, you, people in the world, they want you. They don't want, you know, they'll, they'll, yeah. they don't want to go to a website to, you know, for for the first time, yes. But once they've gotten used to you, they want direct yeah, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. two things in there that you you pointed out. One is uh, you create your own content. You're basically your own Netflix. Um, exactly. Yes, and exactly. You're, you're you know you're having people come to you directly. But the other thing you said is it's not comfortable for you, but you're making it comfortable the way you <laughs> want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's so important. I think I hope everybody caught that. Because uh, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to do, especially in this time, that are not comfortable. Mm. But you got to make it comfortable the way you want to do it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brad, please share how people can follow you and get connected to you um, online um, and listen to your music. Um, Everything is Brad Marquis, B-R-A-D-D-M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. you look that up, website, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Um, the music, Apple, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. You can find mm-hmm. me anywhere. Um, so please do. Um, yeah. Talk to me. I'll talk back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> continue this conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a helpful you- individual and I'm an open book. So. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And his music is really good, guys. And he still sings. Like, you know, he's singing. Like, yes, yes. People nowadays, it's like, can you actually really singing though but yeah he's, he's a singer so well awesome well will we uh this is great i knew it was gonna be yeah. good I knew it was gonna be, <laughs> despite awesome. the technological issues yep we, we still go through it <laughs> <laughs> we, we make it work <laughs> make it happen so all right well we we just have a few more weeks and then we get to take a little bit of a summer hiatus but stay tuned because yep. we these last this last month june is black music month and we've got some more yeah really amazing um people up so yeah so we'll see we'll talk to everybody next time we'll talk to y'all next week all right right. take care bye bye all right thank you guys
thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.